Welcome into the Peyton Chatney Show, episode two, presented by The Rogue. I'm Neil McCready. That's Peyton Chatney. You probably recognize him by now. We'd love to get to uh, a number of things. We're taping on, I always believe in timestamping these things, Peyton. Ever since COVID happened, I timestamp stuff because <laughs> the world changes so fast. We're taping this on Tuesday night. Ole Miss, Arkansas State got, uh, I guess, rain out today. They'll play on Wednesday. So by the time you see this or hear this, that game will probably already be played. So you're going to say, why didn't you talk about Arkansas State? Because neither one of us have a like a time portal. And it's kind of impossible to go into the details of a game that hasn't been played yet, even though by the time you hear this show, it will have been played. So, uh, yeah. So we'll tell you first about the Rogue 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. They uh, sponsor this show. They make this show happen. We certainly appreciate them. Check them out. All the best items, Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, True Grit, Halsey, Duckhead, lots of other brands. They got a great collegiate collection for the Ole Miss fan in your life. Got Mississippi State stuff, LSU, Auburn, Alabama, whatever. They've got that stuff too. So check them out, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. Peyton, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Good. Appreciate you. Uh, kind of accommodating your schedule we probably were shooting to do this on wednesday but now as we mentioned peyton will have a game so we're moving this around old miss uh sweeps charleston southern over the weekend got uh, virginia commonwealth coming in this weekend so we'll get to all that stuff first just what was it like just to kind of get that first weekend under your belt i mean i know it wasn't your first time you had your first rodeo and all that stuff but still opening day is a big deal you guys had huge crowds and uh, all that stuff so was it kind of good just to get that done um, no doubt. First game jitters, no matter what, like it's my third time doing this and it, it's the same feeling. It's, it's, um, it's crazy. And it was actually a way better turnout fan wise than I thought there was going to be, especially on Friday. It was a little bit colder. Um, kind of like we talked about last week, but, uh, yeah, man, it was awesome. There was, there was a ton, even in right field, there was a lot of guys there early on a Friday. I was, wow. I was impressed. It was awesome. Yeah. 11 and a half thousand people on a February college baseball game that, that speaks volumes for a fan base. It speaks volumes for a program for you guys. I mean, that's as that's Charleston Southern guys had to be looking around going, no way. <laughs> yeah. They probably were. I'm sure it was a bit of a shock to them, but it's awesome. I love it. I'm sure uh, the MLB lockout kind of, maybe people are just missing baseball and, you know, wanting to get back into it. So. Do you follow that at all? Is that something you keep an eye on what's going on with MLB? Uh -huh. Not really. I mean, I, I hear about it, but I'm not I'm not out there searching for it. I mean, uh, I think it's cool. I think it just means we're going to get more coverage, which is awesome for us. Yeah, yeah. People are people are hungry for baseball, and you guys are playing it, so they yeah. they're watching you. Um, so you 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 beat a Charleston Southern team that I don't want to be disrespectful towards them, and I know you don't either, but they won't be the best team you play this season. That's that's a probably a safe understatement. What do you what do you get out of a weekend like that when it's pretty obvious you're playing a team that uh, you know, if you guys played a hundred times, you'd you'd win close to a hundred of those games. What what can you still take out of a, a weekend like that? I mean, I think we got out a lot of uh, the stuff we needed. We know we needed our arms to throw. We needed to see some guys um, throw some innings and, and and actually pitch in a real game scenario and everything like that. And uh, um, our hitters got to see light IVs, and it was good. I mean, they played well, and obviously, you know, uh, yeah, we were expected to win, but it's. But again, it's baseball and anything can happen, but they're a good team. And, and it was good just to see a, a lot of the young guys, you know, get a step in and play and, and uh, have a good time. 
I don't know how much scoreboard watching you do ever. Certainly, probably this time of the year, you're not doing a whole lot of scoreboard watching. But you probably saw Mississippi State lost on Friday. Arkansas lost on Friday. There were some other teams around the league that uh, I think Florida lost a couple of games. Is that kind of a reminder as you get up on Saturday and Sunday to go to the ballpark that, hey, it is baseball and you can lose these games? And, yeah, and, you know, yeah. these are games that can get away from you. Obviously, Arkansas is better than Illinois State. You know, Mississippi yeah. State just won a national championship. They're not, they didn't yeah. forget how to play baseball. You can yeah. lose games in, in, to, to, to lesser teams if you're not ready to go. Yeah, no doubt. And, and uh, I think that's just what's crazy about baseball is we play so many games. Like, we're going to look back at this weekend three months from now, and it, whatever state did, uh, it's, it's not going to matter. Like, it's really not going to be that big of a difference. The biggest thing is just being able to play and get ABs, get innings in, and uh, everything so, so you are ready for SEC play and stuff. So I know you're hitting 250 so far. It's too early to even look at batting averages and stuff. You hit first on uh, on you let off on Friday. You let off on Sunday. You hit fifth on yeah. Saturday, which a lot of leadoff guys don't usually ever hit in the middle of the lineup. I know that it's early and Mike Bianco is still kind of experimenting with lineups and stuff. And you're probably going to lead off more often than not. But is there a different approach for you when you're hitting fifth as opposed to when you're leading off? Um, a little bit. I think what is unique to me about being a leadoff guy is uh, I'm not necessarily the bunt, you know, uh, see a lot of pitches, try to draw a walk, you know, foul off everything type of guy. Like um, if it's 2-0 and, and there's a fastball and it's up and in, I'm, I'm taking a, a big hack at it. Sometimes it plays, you know, into my game and sometimes it hurts me. But um, so it's kind of a little bit different in that way to where like I think a lot of leadoffs, you know, it's about on-base percentage and, and seeing pitches and everything like that, which I still try to do, but not as much. But then really once you get into, uh, you know, once, you, once I start batting fifth, then, yeah, you can really kind of uh, take away from, from the approach of having to see a lot of pitches. So I think there is a little bit of a difference, especially early on in the game. But um, for the most part, I try to stay within myself and stay with the same approach. Obviously, last season, the Tim Elko ACL injury, and he came back from it and was able to do some really cool stuff, but he wasn't moving well at all at the end of yeah. last season. I think even yeah. Tim would obviously admit that. He looked to be moving a lot better. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the bombs in a minute, but you, you're over there next to him on the field. Uh, does he look like he's back to his pre-injury self in terms of his, his movement and his athleticism? Yeah, I do think so. And I think if you were to ask him, he would um, say the same thing where uh, – I want to say he's probably 95% back. Like, um, and maybe that other 5% is a little bit more mental. You know, he, he's still wearing a brace, which doctor orders, he's still supposed to wear it and everything like that. But he'll even say, um, without it, it's just like comfortability thing. Now he's had it for so long. <clears throat> he's been wearing the brace and everything like that, where it's just like, uh, he almost feels naked without it, you know? Um, but he is, he's moving around great, and yeah, the bat's working out great for him. Um, he's an amazing player. Yeah. He had that dive and play. Uh, he's moving around great. He's awesome. Yeah. He's already hit a couple of bombs. How many home runs can he hit this year? Is there in, in your mind is it kind um, of an over under number for him that that you would you if I told you 23 and a half was the over under? I think he could hit it. I think he could hit it easily. You know, uh it's it's unbelievable the amount of power he has, but mainly the power uh to the opposite side of the field. Like to me, his home runs that are really impressive are the low and away pitches that he can just flick out, like literally just put the bat on the ball and it just goes. I mean, it's, he's a special player. Yeah. What's your highest exit below ever Peyton? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you now it's not whatever Kim's hitting. Okay. 
I can promise you that. Um, I maybe I've maybe touched a hundred once or twice. Like, um, yeah, I, I already know where we're going with this. Yeah, you know where I'm setting you up. For. Um, so he hits one one. It's like one fourteen or one sixteen. I don't know some ungodly number yeah, that that yeah. only some of the really good, only the really powerful guys in the bigs hit. Like I, I saw Kyle Schwarber hit one last year. I think while he was still with the Nationals, that was like one eighteen point five or something off the bat. And I, 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 I don't. I just can't even fathom that. What when you're down on the field and you see someone, or in this case, probably hear someone yeah. hit one hundred and fourteen or whatever off the bat. What does it look or sound like from your perspective? It's crazy because, like, I try to tell people, like, it is just. If I was a fan, I would come two hours early to this game specifically to watch Kent Alderman hit BP. Like it is unreal how far he can hit the ball and how hard he hits it. Um, so it's nothing new to us, but like, it's still, it's just amazing every time it happens. Um, I, I, I would absolutely hate to be that pitcher. Just the thought in the back of my head, knowing like if a line drive comes right back at me, like I'll actually probably die. Like I would, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, you, you can't it's, react to that. There's not exactly. enough time. There's no way. I don't care how fast you are. It was 117 or one six, whatever it was coming at you that, you got no shot moving out of the way. Um, I always joke about if I had just half the power of him, I, <laughs> I would I would be a happy man. Yeah, just to have it one day, wouldn't that be fun? Seriously, like, like what's it like? Day? I want to know what it's like to be able to hit the ball in the parking lot and left field. Like I want to know. You know, I'm I'm lucky if I can get it out of the bullpen. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm lucky if I can get it out of the infield at this point in my life. <laughs> I watched uh, I watched Nolan Arenado take BP one time at Wrigley Field, yeah. and it remains to this day one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. I mean, the the majestic, but it wasn't really how far the ball went. Yeah, it was how how fast the ball got into mm-hmm. the left field bleachers, like just rattled around. And you'd see the idiots out there trying to catch it. You're like, no, dude, yeah, no, get no. out of the way of that thing. Get out of the way. That thing is a missile, my man. Yeah, that was incredible. That's one thing, that- we, always, uh, that's one thing we always joke about. Um, is I swear to you, like, whenever we're out on the field and there's a foul ball, I promise you, the fans for some reason seem to run towards the ball instead of away from it. Like, obviously, they're trying to actually run away from it, but every time it looks like they just end up running into the ball. It's so funny, but. <laughs> Yeah, that was a shot. I'm mean, that's that's a that's that's power you can't coach. I mean, that's, no, that's so you and who's the guy that you talked about last week? So I'll, I'll kind of yeah. piggyback on that. Uh, what you guys threw some young guys. I know again, you know, you're winning these games handedly. You did the 10 run rule both the uh, Saturday and Sunday games. You are, from your perspective, some of the, the young guys that came in to pitch who impressed you, who sort of caught your eye a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like I said yesterday, people are going to really start to know who Camp Alderman is. I, I, I think he's going to have a huge part in our um, our lineup this year. He's just a beast as a human in general. But, um, yeah, some of the younger guys, it was, it was good to see Hunter Elliott and uh, Riley Maddox, you know, get, it, get some innings in. And uh, they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. I mean, they, they went up there with a lot of confidence. And I think that's the thing that separates them from a lot of the younger guys It's just – um, the confidence and, and the, the swagger that they kind of carry around with themselves when, when pitching and everything. Um, but it was also good to see that the transfers do exactly what um, we thought they would do. Honestly, I, I thought they were going to be great. And, and uh, that's what ended up in there. Um, John pitched really well and, and Jack pitched really well. And um, it's kind of what I said last weekend as well. I think people are, underestimating our pitching a little bit like I think we have 
a lot more depth than, than um, a lot of people think. But it was cool to see. Even some of the guys that got ABs late Sunday, it was just awesome to see them um, get some ABs in. So you guys are going into a stretch now, like I mentioned at the top, you're, you're playing on Wednesday, then you've got the, the three weekend games, weather looks good for the weekend. Uh, then you've got uh, two games, first part of next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, getting up, just kind of going to the ballpark every day for a while to play games, not just practice. Is that obviously something you get excited about? Does that kind of help you sort of get into your routines in terms of your, your hitting and, and that kind of thing that you start getting into a flow is I know because SEC uh, plays still a little ways away but it's going to be here before you know it yeah I think I think no doubt just kind of like I said earlier just the amount of games we get to play is going to get us uh, prepared to play SEC play and everything like that um, but I'm the type of guy that like we, we got a game at four o'clock I want to get there no later than than 11 or 10 o'clock like I love to be there super early and have no responsibilities because I just feel like Coach B does a really good job of um, – we have a set plan uh, on game days. We have, you know, a meal at this time. We have a meeting at this time, stretch, blah, 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 go down the list. But I want to be able to, before that, just kind of chill and, and relax and go hit if I need to or whatever it may be um, before it's time to go. Because as soon as, like, it comes around to meal time, whatever it is, we always see four hours before the game. And right after that, it's just boom, 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 boom. We have stuff. Um, but it is good to just get in that routine of, of playing and being at the field. We're getting closer to – kind of the anniversary of, of the two-year anniversary of things getting shut down. I was curious, and I asked you about this a minute ago. It was your first year, I think, uh, 2020. Yeah. Uh, you guys were off to such a great start, and you played in Monroe against ULM, um, which, by the way, just as an aside, is an incredible academic institution. And I just want to point that out. Uh, you guys were playing <laughs> against uh, against ULM, and your season got shut down on your way home. Uh, and it didn't, not that moment, but the first – first warning shots of yeah. oh god this is bad was was that yeah. night seeing those uniforms playing against them next week is that going to trigger any memories for you or have you been able to um, successfully sort of i sure hope back? not you know i uh we always joke about it like if, if the world shuts down so before covid hit we had this uh game plan just for whatever reason we were fellowshipping before practice like two hours before we were all sitting in the dugout hanging out and goes, hey, if we end up going off the grid for whatever reason, our plan is we're going to meet in this dugout. We're going to we're going to go raid CBS. We're going to get everything we need to. And we're just going to go camp out. We're like drafting the players that we need, you know, to, to be a part of it. Who can who can help us hunt or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden COVID actually hit like it was a real thing. And, you know, it wasn't quite we were off the grid, but like it kind of became a joke. But we kind of spoke that into existence. Um, so, so who to blame. we can blame you guys. Yeah, right. For the whole thing. Yeah. right. So I hope it's not uh, the same sort of thing with these jerseys. Like if we're going to stick this into existence again, that'd be uh, unreal. No, Surely no, not. Right. Surely no not. Way, no uh, way. No, never again. Coach B coach B. Um, he adds this thing for the gray uniforms. He hates them. Like he, we, we know almost never wear them. Um, so we'll see. I don't know what, what we're going to end up wearing, but um, I don't know if that's going to be one of his superstitions or what, but. Hopefully not. Surely not. These jerseys aren't going to mean anything, right? That's a crazy question, right? But does did that experience when it got taken away from you? I mean, this applies to so many other things in life, right? Not yeah. just baseball, but when it got taken away from you now that it's back, is it back to normal yet? Or are you still in completely, man, it is, I'm so glad we get to do this mode. I mean, is, is that, I know that's, it's been a year, two years, I guess maybe it's more yeah, I mean, it last has, year. It has been a year and a half now or, almost two years, almost but, two years, yeah. um, 
even the years before this, like it wasn't normal yet. Like I didn't, you know, we were still doing uh, a bunch of, we were following a bunch of different rules that we had to follow and everything like that. Um, so I would say it does feel, you know, like we're actually back to normal now. It feels like um, we're playing baseball like we should be and, and there's not very many restrictions and whatever. Um, but at the same time, I do feel like a little kid just wanting to play again. Like, I feel like we finally we waited two years. Like it's time we finally got to do it. So now we actually get to play out. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of excitement this year for sure. That's great. Um, really appreciate the time. I know you got a busy a stretch. I don't know how, what we'll do about next week with the Tuesday, Wednesday game, but we'll figure it out. And, um, yeah. you guys go on the road next weekend. So, um, can't wait for that. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be kind of a, a, a different, uh, storyline for us to talk about. So, uh, listen, best of luck tomorrow obviously and then uh best of luck this weekend and into next week and look forward to talking to you again soon i appreciate you thank you so much